Taylor Swift is known for embedding secret messages within the liner notes of her albums, a practice that has intrigued fans and encouraged them to delve deeper into the meaning behind her songs. These messages are typically hidden in the lyrics printed in the album's booklet, with certain letters capitalized to spell out words or phrases related to the song's deeper meaning or context. For her debut album, Taylor Swift, released in 2006, Taylor included secret messages in the lyrics of each song. She did this as a gift for those who love reading the lyrics as much as they do hearing the music. Hi, it's your host for Decoding Taylor Swift, Shauna, and I am excited to tell you we are officially, officially on our first egg hunt of this podcast. We have gone over all of the songs on all versions of Taylor Swift's self-titled debut album, and we can now start looking at the eggs to analyze them like we do her lyrics. First, we look at the most obvious eggs Taylor left and Swifties already found that were on her liner notes. Then we continue to the eggs we think we are the first to find all of these years later. And finally, we end with the eggs that one can find in her music videos of her debut era. If you didn't already know, Taylor hid secret messages on the liner notes of the original Taylor Swift debut album. Those who love reading the lyrics swiftly found that the letters that capitalized throughout each song spelled phrases that went along with the song. For example, in her first track, Tim McGraw, she hid the secret message, Can't Tell Me Nothing, as a nod to her favorite Tim McGraw song that inspired her breakout hit. Years later, he whom shall not be named but has the initials KW, ends up having a song of his own named can't tell me nothing, presumably as a dig on Taylor Swift, with whom it appears he has an obsession. Next, Picture to Burn, her breakup anthem, has the message, Date Nice Boys. One can also get Nice Boy Ed, T-A-S, if they unscramble the letters in Date Nice Boys as well, which becomes more important in Taylor Swift's Midnight Era when Nice Boy Ed hits the scenes. In any case, she chose the message, Date Nice Boys, as a dig on whoever did her wrong to inspire this song. One of the most cherished songs about unrequited love, Teardrops on My Guitar, has the hidden message, He Will Never Know, which makes sense because in that song, he never knows that she loves him, but she just knows that he doesn't love her. Eventually, though, the guy that his song is about ends up showing up at Taylor Swift's house about a year too late. I found it could be found within the lyrics of A Place in This World, which seems perfect for the young girl that already found her place in this world and was embarking on a career. Cold as You, a song about unrequited love within the confines of a relationship, has the words time to let go. Because if you are not getting the love back that you were giving inside the confines of a relationship, there's no reason to be in that relationship any longer. You Are Not Alone is the saying that can be found in the lyrics of The Outside, a song about feeling alone. Because, at all, because no matter what, someone is either there with you, someone's been there before, and someone's going to be there. So you are never alone. In Tied Together with a Smile, Taylor gives us the saying, you are loved. 
Shake and Bake can be found in the song Stay Beautiful. And we don't know who Sam, 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 Sam is, but she capitalized the letters of his name in a song about cheating titled Should Have Said No. Sometimes Love is Forever hides inside Mary's song, which is a song that is about love lasting forever. And finally, in our song, You Can Find Live in Love, which we found very sweet because our song is about finding the love in everyday life, like listening to the sound of a door slamming behind you as you race off to meet your partner. Those are the easiest Easter eggs to find, as Taylor capitalized each of those letters throughout the song on the liner notes. But did any more eggs exist? Does a possibility exist that after all of these years, eggs stayed hidden inside of Taylor Swift's debut album? We think so. First, we want to begin with Mary's song. During the 1989 Taylor's version Vault Quest game on Google, the shiny letters spelled out various sayings, one of which could have been the biggest hint in an S. As you know, Mary's song has two letter S's in a row, at the end of Mary's and at the beginning of song. We thought perhaps the double S might be pointing us to a clue and you wouldn't believe what we realized. Mary's song is an anagram for nosy grams. And knowing that Taylor Swift says an older couple inspired this song, one wonders if she felt nosy asking the couple questions about their relationship. And before you could say, this is all a coincidence, we checked our work with, of all bands, Metallica. And later, you're going to see why we chose to look at Metallica, and more specifically, Metallica's album that they released in 2023 for this particular egg. And we will tell you, but just for now, trust us that it makes sense and all will be explained at a later time. In any case, know also that Metallica released a song on that album called Screaming Suicide. As you know, the biggest hint is in an S. The letters inside these two S words are C-R-E-A-M-I-N-G. Now we can rearrange those letters to spell Nicegram. What could that mean? We wondered. So we looked through the song to see if we could find a Nicegram. And guess what? We did. At the end of the song, and for no apparent reason, Metallica sings one lone word, and that word is nice. Perfect. We had found the nice gram. Now we believe that the double S in Mary's song foreshadows that another egg exists within this song. And we will find that eggs inside the S. Let's take a look at the first verse. She said, I was seven and you were nine. I looked at you like the stars that shine in the sky, the pretty lights. Now, let's look at what words are between or inside the letter S. She said, I was seven stars that shine in the sky. Huh. And when we researched what seven stars are in the sky, we found that she could have been speaking of the star cluster known as the Pallades. We must remember that when Taylor wrote her first album, she was also attending high school and teachers described her as an intelligent, great student who attended the honors classes. Therefore, in her English classes, she most likely had a unit on Greek mythology and constellations and most likely learned about the Pallades star cluster. 
We also believe that she hid these eggs for her fans to find in hopes that we would research the stories she mentions to learn more about the things that she loves. That's right. We firmly believe that when Taylor said, I don't want to be known for what I hate, I want to be known for what I love, this is what she meant. Because we believe Taylor Swift leaves us eggs to give us clues as to what she likes and hopes that we learn about those things and like them along with her, we will have an episode coming soon that focuses only on the story about the seven stars in the sky known as the Pleiades. But for now, we will continue with the other egg we believe that we found by looking at the lengths of all of the songs on the different editions of Taylor's debut album. Remember that most of her songs sit between three and four minutes? All of them have different lengths except for three songs, which all have the same length at three minutes and 35 seconds. Those three songs are Mary's Song, Teardrops on My Guitar, and I'm Only Me When I'm With You. Now that we know an egg might exist, we do what every Swifty Sleuth would do, and we reduce the songs down to the letters that make up the titles. Then, we try to find an anagram with those letters. In this case, we have TMG for Teardrops on My Guitar, MS for Mary's Song, and IOMWIY for I'm Only Me When I'm With You. We only use the capital letters of the songs since she used the capital letters for the most obvious eggs that we talked about at the beginning of this egg stream episode. Again, though, we have the letters TMG, MS, IOMWIY, which gives us It's My Mom Wig. Huh. The moment we saw this, we laughed because immediately we imagined a young Taylor Swift putting on a wig to go out in public without being noticed. And we could imagine one of them making her look like a mom. With this in mind, we started digging. We found something a little unexpected, actually. We found one of Taylor Swift's first appearances on Saturday Night Live. In one of those skits, Taylor acts like Kate from John and Kate Plus Eight, and she's wearing a wig that looks like Kate the mom's wig. So finding this made us smile and gave us a laugh as we watched Taylor show off her acting chops. Although we had found Taylor in her mom wig, we weren't too sure we read this egg right, okay? Because she had written this song long before she found herself on Saturday Night Live. I mean, in Saturday Night Live episodes, she could have been paying homage to her egg all those years later. But we didn't think that was the origination of the mom wig egg. In any case, we decided to make a TikTok showing what we had found, showing the song length egg that we found, that the letters spelled out it's my mom wig, and we tagged both Taylor Swift and Taylor Nation. A few days later, a story appeared. Now, I have found that when I search up Taylor and mom wig, a different story shows up that revolves around a production of Grease from the year 2000, when Taylor was just 10 years old. That's right. Apparently, after we posted about the mom wig, Tobin Mitnick, who's Taylor's childhood friend, posted a photo of him and Taylor dressed up as Danny and Sandy in Greece. Mm-hmm. The photo we found most interesting had to be the one of those two dressed up for the last scene in the musical at the graduation carnival. 
If you remember the movie, Sandy dresses conservatively through the entire movie and has fine, thin hair that's all pulled up in a ponytail, making her look quite young and innocent. Then, in the last scene, she's gone through a total metamorphosis and seems to have aged 20 years. Her hair completely changes from tied up in a sweet little ponytail to long, curly and luscious and seductive. We believe that that is the mom wig of Taylor's as she wanted us to see. She wanted us to see her dressed as Sandy in the production Grease. We never would have seen these things that Taylor loved without first finding the egg that she wanted us to find someday. It's mind-blowing, I know, and it sounds delusional, but it isn't. <laughs> this episode, though, has turned out to be very long, so we're going to stop here. We still have more eggs to talk about from Taylor Swift's album, and then we will dive into the music videos associated with this album, pointing out any eggs that we find. But until then, this is Shauna for Decoding Taylor Swift, wishing you a pleasant day and hoping that we see you next time.